Welcome to the Path to Podcast Success. My name is Evan Johnson, and I want to share with you how to develop and maintain a successful podcast. My guests and I will discuss all things podcasting and how your podcast can become an essential part of your business. That means more revenue, better relationships with your audience, and so much more. If you haven't already, check out our website at ipodcastedit.com and enter your email address to get each episode delivered directly to your inbox, along with some other free information I'm sure you'll find useful. Get ready to turn on your mic and join me on the path to podcast success. All right, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Path to Podcast Success. I have Tom Sylvester on the podcast this week, and he has built not one, not two, but three successful businesses, which have enabled both him and his wife to leave their jobs in their early 30s after his wife told him that it was impossible. Uh, He now partners with his wife to help others achieve financial freedom via their Lifestyle Builders podcast, coaching programs, and upcoming book. So, Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Tom Sylvester. It was a lot of fun for me, and I think it will be for you too. Enjoy. Tom, thank you for being on the show today. I've been really, I've been really excited. Yeah, absolutely. Me, me as well. Thank you. So I like to start off in the same place with all my guests. And that is when you were starting out having a podcast, what was your biggest fear? And did that fear end up coming true? Yeah. So actually my first foray into podcasting wasn't even with my own. It was actually being a guest on another show. Um, it was bigger pockets, uh, a real estate investing show. And so, uh, I was so nervous. Like I had listened to podcasts and I like idolized a lot of the podcasters. So reversing the roles and me being on a podcast, you know, I was worried that I would like my voice, does my voice sound terrible? Like would I not say the right things? And, um, when I got done with the interview, like I felt terrible. I was like, man, that, that went so bad. Like there, like my uh, dehumidifier kicked on at one point and I had to go shut it off. So I like for the next two weeks was just dreading this interview coming out and me looking like an idiot. And uh, I remember the day I was driving into work cause I still had a job at that point and I listened to it and I got done. I was like, Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Like they worked some magic or something because they made it sound really good. And, um, I was just oblivious to, you know, the fact that editing goes on the fact that, you know, you we're often our own worst critic. So I've gotten so many compliments on my voice, even though I hate it. Um, I've gotten like this, this podcast was like four or five years ago and I still have people reaching out to me today saying how much it inspired them and how much it helped them get started. So, no, it didn't come true. It was all in my mind. And actually that kicked off so many things that I could have never even imagined just from like one guest podcast. Yeah, I know what you mean. That was, that was similar with me, except when I recorded my first episode and I was like the whole time I was like, Oh, did it, why did I say that? Or why did I say it that way? Or am I talking too much? Am I talking too little? So yeah. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say another funny thing too. I wish I would have taken a picture. Uh, it was a real estate investing podcast and we had invested in real estate for several years at this point, but I was like so nervous that I would like forget what I did. So I had made so many sheets of paper and I had them like all (laughs) around me and I didn't even, I didn't even end up looking at them during the podcast, but I was just so nervous. And like I said, I didn't even end up using them, which was kind of ironic. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It, it's one of those things. I feel like doing a podcast and being on a podcast is one of those things where you feel like you should over prepare and do all of these things to prepare. And then you get on and you don't do or think about anything that you did to prepare beyond just like knowing what you're going to be talking about, you know, just like a general topic. Yeah. Well, you know, I, and I found a similar thing with speaking. So like I used to be very bad at like giving presentations of speaking. And I remember when I was in grad school, I had one of my professors, she like pulled me aside and she's like, Tom, I see you in class and like, you know, you're so knowledgeable and you do so well. And then you freeze when you speak. So like, tell me a little bit about like, what's the differences. And basically I was trying to memorize a presentation and she's like, listen, you, you know, your topic. So next time you get up to give a presentation, don't try to memorize everything. Have a couple key points that you want to talk about and then just talk about it like you do in class. You know, tell your stories, like get excited the way that you do. And that changed everything for me when it came to speaking. And what I found was podcasting is the same type of thing. You know, when like we're having a conversation now and yeah. there's things that we both know, but it's really thinking less about like, I have to be an expert and I have to have everything memorized and scripted out and more of let's have a conversation on this topic. And you know, we, we all communicate every day anyways. Podcasting really shouldn't be any different. Yeah, exactly. That's something that I've definitely noticed after doing podcasts is that it's a conversation and it's almost the less you focus on what you're saying, the better, like when you're having a conversation with someone just normally, you're not thinking like, okay, what am I going to say next? Or, or what should be my, the next topic change or whatever. You just talk with them. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I've been like, I've been a guest on probably over a hundred podcasts at this point. And you know, my least favorite podcasts were the ones where someone just sent me like 10 questions and then they we'd start out like we always had to have a starting point right but we'd start out and i'd like leave a really good kind of opening to dive deeper and they would like completely forget about that and go to question two and i mean it was painful for me as a guest and i'm sure it was painful for the audience because they're like oh i want to hear about the time when like yeah. tom and his wife went to like therapy and then the host just went back to their next question and it's like well you didn't really dive into like the goal that was right there Exactly. And like, I have, you know, I have some questions and topics that I like to talk about. But you know, after having so many guests, all these topics are going to be hit on at least once. And each guest yeah. has a unique, you know, point of view on different things. So if they open a doorway to a new topic or a new perspective on something, you know, do that, right? As opposed to just going on to your next question, because even if you don't get to that next question, some other guest will, for sure. Yeah. And, and that's what I found too. Like, um, you know, when I've, I've been on both sides, I've been the interviewer and I've been the interviewee. And as the interviewer, I always like overprepared. And what I found was like two, maybe three questions are probably all that you need. Because if you're doing like, like, for example, we just had a, a podcast episode come out today with Pat Flynn and like Pat's amazing. And there were so many things we want to talk about, but I had to really kind of narrow it down and think about what were like the two or three main things I wanted to get out of that conversation? Because when we get into it and we start going on those tangents and stuff, we're probably not going to be able to cover more than two or three topics anyways. Yeah, exactly. So you mentioned, a, a, you've mentioned a lot of times as we've been talking about being guests on, on different podcasts and you mentioned something as well, right before we started recording about being a guest on people, other people's podcasts versus having your own podcast at certain points in your business. 
at what point, and this is, you know, this kind of a topic change, but at what point um, in your business would you want to consider starting your own podcast or at what point would you want to be a guest on other people's podcasts and what should the timeline look like? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'll start off by saying it's different for every business, Um, but here's some guidelines and what we've seen from our experiences, as well as just all the entrepreneurs we work with. So one of the easiest ways to get starting with podcasting is to be a guest on somebody else's show. I mean, that was where I started. And something people don't realize is it does take a lot of work to have your own podcast. You know, there's a lot of work just in getting it set up and launching, and then the ongoing commitment to it. So most people don't realize the work that's involved. So what I always tell people is your best way to get started is to be a guest on other people's shows. Um, A couple things that really, you know, cause this to be a, a good benefit for you. One, you don't have to do all the work for the podcast. All you have to do is show up, talk for a half hour, and then you're done. And that host does all the work. They're building the audience for their show. They're editing the podcast. They're marketing it out. All you have to do is show up. And then when it comes out, you're sharing it out there. So this is a really good way to get started into podcasting without spending a lot of time or money, um, as well as really honing your story and kind of understanding, you know, podcast hosts that do really well, like what do they do versus the ones that don't? So this is a really good way, like, because, One of the challenges a lot of people have is when they start a business, they don't have a market or an audience yet and they're trying to build that. So oftentimes what happens is people will actually start their own podcast too soon. So their business isn't established enough yet to where they can, for example, hire out a lot of the post-production work for the podcast and they don't have a a plan or a strategy for how the podcast fits into their business and will actually bring them a return for the time, money, and energy they spend on it. So we always, almost always recommend start with guest podcasting. You'll be able to get in front of other people's audiences. You'll really be able to hone your skills as a podcaster. And then later on in your business, when you've got money available, when you've got time available and you can commit to building out your podcast to enhance your business brand, as well as potentially bring new leads in and expand your audience and support your audience, then it's usually a good time to launch your own. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, I'm sure what I would think then after hearing that, what I'm sure listeners would think as well is, well, what, how, so, you know, I know I need to go get on other people's shows, but what, and I know we could have a whole other episode just about this topic probably, but do you have any quick tips for how to, if you've never had a podcast or been involved in the podcasting space before, how to break yourself in and get on someone's show? Yeah. So when I look at shows and it's kind of the way you look at anything. So there's like the really big podcast, right? Like something like Tim Ferriss, tons of listeners, tons of downloads. You're probably not going to get on Tim's show right away. So you kind of have that first level. Then you have the mid level of established podcast that, um, you know, do take guests on and you have an easier chance to get on. And then you have usually smaller or brand new podcasts. So when I have people start, usually I have them start with the smaller or brand new ones. So if you go into Apple Podcasts, that new and noteworthy section, easy way to then reach out to some of these hosts because they're usually looking for guests and they're not quite established yet. So one, it's easier to get on their show. Two, if they end up having their show out for a while, you're now one of the early episodes. And what a lot of people will do is when they find a podcast they like, they'll go back and start at the beginning. So you'll likely actually get more listeners. So I recommend starting out that way 
And when you're reaching out to podcast hosts, like we ended up putting a whole strategy guide together for this because so many people do it wrong, but you really want to focus on how you can help that host, how you can help that host audience and not focus so much on yourself. Because one of the biggest challenges people make when they're pitching podcasts is like, you know, for example, like we have a book coming out. They'll be like, Hey, Evan, you should have us on your podcast because we have a book coming out. We'd love to tell your audience all about it. No, that's all about me. And it's the wrong way to do it. A good way to reach out is like, Hey, Evan, you know, I came across your podcast and I really liked this episode with Tom where you guys were talking about how to pitch other people's podcasts. You know, that's something that I've wanted to do. And that was really helpful. So that right there tells somebody that, hey, this isn't just a generic pitch. It's ultimately Tom listened, he got some value. Then I can turn around and say, you know, I, I'd love to, you know, come on your show and talk about this thing. Uh, here's the benefits to you and your audience. And then I would love to be able to share it, you know, when it comes out. And uh, oh, P.S., I actually just left you a review because I really enjoy your show. You know, looking forward to chatting. So in that way, you're reaching out and you're making it a positive experience and showing how you can help that host rather than making it all about you. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, whether it's getting someone on your show, uh, wanting to get on someone else's show, selling a product or service to someone, any any of that kind of stuff. I mean, it, you don't want to be like a telemarketer or a solicitor just spamming someone via messenger or whatever. Like, hey, hey, I'm super great. You should have me on your show because <laughs> I'm great at what I do and I can talk a lot about it. That's not who would who would want to say yes to that as opposed to someone who you know, follows your stuff, maybe comments on some of your posts and like, you know, is engaged and then starts a conversation about what you do and then moves from that conversation to, Hey, you know, I'd love to continue this conversation as a podcast episode. Would you be interested in doing that? And that would guarantee much a yes, more so than just out of the blue messaging them and say, Oh, Hey, you know, I'm super great. Yeah, absolutely. An acronym that um, you guys should always remember, not just for podcasting, but just in general, anytime you're meeting someone um, with them, what's in it for me? And you always want to think about how do I add value to that other person? So, you know, I always look at it like this relationship bank. When we first meet, we have no money in our bank account. And if I immediately ask you for something, I'm usually going to go into a negative balance in my account. And that's not good. But that's what most people do is they start out saying like, Evan, here's my ask of you. I want you to bring me on the podcast. It starts out negative. Whereas if you say, Evan, you know, here's something to help you and whatever else you're starting it out positive. And uh, you actually brought up a really good point. When you're going to reach out to people, you don't just want to immediately pitch because they don't know you from anybody else out there. So a really good tip is to go and look at their website, go and start following them on social, um, interact with their post. And that way, like, let's say you do that for a couple of days this person now starts to see your name and it becomes a little bit familiar. And then when your um, outreach shows up in their inbox or in their, their messenger, they're already familiar because they were engaging with you on their social media. Yeah, exactly. And then they, they see you, they, they, you know, they have that sense of familiarity with you and then a conversation just to seem out of place. And then it would not be crazy for that conversation to move from messenger or whatever to, a phone call, you know, recorded as a podcast episode. Exactly. Yeah. So at what point then, let's say listener, let's say they've, you know, they've been on some shows and people have been, you know, maybe reaching out saying how great they were on whatever podcast show. 
at what point do you think that they should consider, well, I think it might be time for me to start my own podcast now as well? Yeah. So once again, it's different for every business, but the way I look at it is, um, a podcast takes time and anything that we decide to do or don't do creates an opportunity cost. So if you're investing, you know, your time, money and energy into a podcast, that means your business can't be doing something else. So kind of the, the guidance I give people is you want your business to a point where it's bringing in money consistently. Like you've built your business so that it's working and then you're able to then free up some of your resources, your time and your money to dedicate to that podcast on an ongoing basis. Because for example, um, where a lot of people get into trouble, let's say their business isn't making enough sales. So they start a podcast and right away that podcast, like there's some strategies you can use that might help with that, but that podcast is likely going to be a longer term play for you. So if your focus right now is increasing sales, there's more direct paths to doing that. But once you've got, you know, your business a little bit established and you've got money coming in and you've then been able to free up a little bit of your time to do something else, then you can look into starting your own, your own podcast and really make sure that on an ongoing basis, you're carving out time every, every week, every month, whatever it requires for you in order to keep that podcast going. Because there's uh, this other thing that happens called pod fading, where basically people start a podcast, they run for, I think it's like seven episodes usually, and then they end up realizing how much work it is and they don't continue. So I always recommend when people are starting a podcast, they should focus on recording the episodes and then they should be able to hire somebody else out to edit it, to do all of that work. So if your business isn't at a point yet where you can hire somebody to do that, Focus on getting your business to that point and then work on starting your podcast. So you think, you think that they should wait to a point when they could afford someone as opposed to trying to do it themselves? Because I know, I think it's some crazy statistic, like 50% or 80% or something of podcasts on iTunes have five episodes or less yeah, or crazy. Some, some crazy thing. So you think, so do you think that they should wait until they have that, those resources to hire out as opposed to just the time available? Yeah, in general, because I mean, like, here's the thing. As, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, whatever reason it is for you starting your podcast, you've got a skill set and you've got some place where you provide the most value. For most people starting a podcast, like if you have a business, you're not providing the most value by going and buying a piece of software, learning how to edit the software, learning how to do all this stuff that is not the best use of your time. The best use of your time is to lead your business, to make sales, whatever that is for you. So for most people, it doesn't make sense to go out and try to learn this new skill. You're much better off to go and find somebody that can do that for you so that you're providing the most value recording, like preparing and recording the episode. And then you can go back to doing your business and let somebody else handle all of that nitty gritty work. Yeah, yeah, I know your zone of genius, I think it's called, where, you know, you absolutely you don't, if you aren't an expert in podcast editing, why would you do that when there are plenty of other people who would do that? And then let's say like on the way, you know, top end, you want to make a million dollars a year as an entrepreneur, then I'm pretty sure every day you have to make $350. Is sitting down and listening and editing your show and typing show notes worth $350? And if it takes two days, is it worse? Is it worth twice that? 
So yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many, like one of the first things that we do when new entrepreneurs or business owners come and work with us is we have them do this time on it. And essentially what that's doing is having them track for an entire week, everything that they're doing. And then we kind of go back, we, we audit that and we then compare that to their goals. So to your point, if they want to make a certain amount of money, we then make sure that the things that are doing align to that. And anything that doesn't, we want to work to either eliminate it, automate it or delegate it. So in a lot of cases, people will come to us with a podcast and like there was one guy, I think he was spending 12 hours per episode because he was really nitpicky and, and they sounded amazing. But he was spending so much time on that that he couldn't grow his business. So we actually had him stop that. We had him focus on growing some other areas of his business and then relaunch the podcast later on when he could delegate and afford to delegate somebody else to do that editing work for him. Yeah. Oh, and, that, and that's 12 hours. That's pretty crazy. I feel like that's, the, that's the high end of Absolutely. what I've heard of people working on their show. And like you said that it was pretty nitpicky and he stopped it and it sounded amazing. But at some point I feel like you should just like, even if it's not this perfect, wonderful, completely edited sound, you know, episode, you should still release it because people are still going to listen to it and enjoy it. Even if it's not 12 hours worth of edited or six <laughs> hours, you know, or something like that. Um, yeah. yeah absolutely. So you, absolutely. So you mentioned, so, you know, we've been talking about editors and stuff like that. What, what has been your experience more specifically with the amount of time that you would spend working on a podcast yourself? And then now when you have an editor, what has that time? I know we've talked about this, but maybe dive in more specifically into what that time has been able to give you in your business. Yeah, absolutely. So actually, so our current podcast is called lifestyle builders. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people don't know that we actually had a podcast a couple of years ago prior to this called Serial Startups. Um, basically, we had made some shifts in our business, but we ended up stopping that podcast because we did exactly what I tell other people not to do. We started it too early and we were doing everything ourselves. So uh, I actually went and did a time audit on ourselves and I was spending anywhere between three to four hours per podcast episode between getting it ready, recording it, editing it, all of that. And so when we stopped that and shifted on building our business and making sure our business was solid, then we relaunched our Lifestyle Builders podcast. What we did was we, we hired all the other stuff out. And so we calculated that it saved us anywhere between two and three hours per episode with us not doing that. So our focus now is... Um, basically the schedule. So like the topics we're going to talk about and then actually recording it. And then beyond that, you know, our team takes the rest of it and takes care of everything else. And, you know, so one that's freed up a ton of time. I mean, we, we have anywhere from one to two episodes come out a week. So that's two and a half to, or I guess three to six hours that we're saving mm -hmm. um, as well as now allowing me to make a lot more money during that time. So one, I'm not stressing about the podcast, but two, I'm now able to go out and spend more time uh, coaching clients, more time uh, creating our programs, um, more time selling. Whereas before trying to edit and do all of that stuff just like wasn't a good use of my time. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. So we've talked a lot about, you know, um, how and when to, you know, have your podcast and, and all that kind of stuff. But what about, now, the question people might be thinking of next is, well, why? Why, um, 
you know, why, why do you, why should you, when you get to the point of being able to afford having, uh, hiring people to do your editing and stuff like that? Well, why should you, why, why should you have a podcast in your opinion? And what, what kind of benefits has having a podcast brought you in your business? Oh yeah. I mean, we've gotten so many benefits. Um, well, first out, I'll start out talking about just being a guest on other people's podcast. Uh, so this has helped improve my speaking and communication. Uh, it's helped my storytelling ability. So it's helped me, you know, in then just regular conversations in life. It's helped me in sales conversations. It's helped me in presenting on stages. Um, so one, that was a personal benefit. It also got us exposed to other people. So we've been able to grow our business by having, let's say somebody has a podcast and they get, they have an audience of a thousand people. Well, that's now me, like me standing in on stage in front of a thousand people. And then the people that like what we have to talk about come over, they follow us on social media, they join our email list and some of them become clients. So it's helped us increase the sales in our business. Um, and then it's also provided us with a lot of other opportunities. So when one podcast host listens to another podcast, they'll be like, oh, I like, I like Tom and Ariana. Let me bring them as a guest on our show. So we've then been able to go on other people's shows without having to pitch them. Uh, it's allowed us to, um, like we, we have a book coming out this year. Uh, part of that was through podcast and through showing that we had this expertise that when we then wrote a book and had talked to somebody about it, they instantly wanted to help us get it published because they're like, you guys have a great foundation set up with your business, with your podcast, that having a book would then help to be able to build that all out. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, just so many benefits because there is nothing like podcasting to really build trust and intimacy with your audience. I mean, uh, just a funny story. Going back to that very first guest podcast that I did. So I was... Um, I was in another city and I decided to just drop in on this real estate investment meetup that they had. And so I was talking to people in the group and then somebody like tapped me on the shoulder and they're like, you know, excuse me, this might sound kind of weird, but are you Tom Sylvester? And I was in another city. I didn't know anybody. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the guy's like, you know, I was just, uh, driving over to this meetup and I was actually just listening to a podcast episode that you were on, on bigger pockets. And I recognized your voice. So I just thought I'd come over and say hi. And it was like, at that point that I'm like, Oh my gosh, look at the power of this. Like I'm in a completely different state. And at that point, like nobody knew me online. Like we didn't have like an online business or anything, but this person knew who I was because they listened to a podcast. Yeah. So at that point I was like, Oh my gosh. And then like when we meet people now, like people will always go into like uh, a discussion we had on the podcast or they're like, you know, Tom, I, I feel like I know you and Ariana because I'm listening to you every single week while I'm driving to work, while I'm at the gym. So it's been just a really good way to increase the relationships we have, you know, with our clients, with, peers and with uh, people that we want to build relationships with in the future. Yeah, I know what you mean. So uh, now the question that comes to my mind and the question and the concern I feel like some listeners might have as well would be, let's say, so you now you've talked about all these fantastic benefits of podcasting, which I really agree with all of them. It's fantastic. I mean, compared, especially compared to like a blog or something, the trust that you, that you build with someone from listening to your voice as opposed to just reading copy. Like that's, you can't, you can't, you know, replicate that anywhere else. Mm -hmm. But some concern that people might have is, okay, so let's say they're starting out, they're starting their business. 
it's going well. They have some income coming in so that it's not just an idea. Like it's an actual business. It's not at the point to outsource podcast editing. They're thinking, oh my gosh, am I missing out on all of these amazing benefits? I should just buckle down and, and do it, do the editing anyway. What would you say to those people? Yeah, you know, there's one of the big challenge, like a, a gift and a curse that we have as entrepreneurs is we're always seeing opportunities. And, you know, it's great because we, that's how we then build businesses. We see an opportunity out there and we go and solve that problem. But it also then becomes, uh, you know, a curse for a lot of entrepreneurs because we see opportunities everywhere and then we try to take advantage of them all. But what it ends up doing is splitting our focus and not allowing us to really excel or do our best. So, Sure, there's cases where people have started their podcast, they were editing it themselves, and then they were able to hire it out later. But more often than not, I see people struggling with that path. So if somebody does see this as an opportunity, what I would say is, is put it on your plan. Say, I would like to start a podcast, you know, within the next year or whatever that time frame is, and then start defining what what do things need to look like in order for me to start that. So for example, uh, I know that I need to have this amount of money put aside to hire an editor. So make that a goal and then say, what do I got to do in my business to get to that point so that I can do that? Um, because there, there are people that have been able to start their podcast, have been able to do really well. Like, so for example, let's say you have a really large social media following. You're more likely to be able to start your podcast and have it instantly get a lot of good downloads, get a lot of good reviews, get up in the charts. Um, but for most people, they're not at that point yet. So you're much better off to figure out what you need to do to get to that point so you can start the podcast and have it outsourced rather than trying to piece it together now and then end up having it take a lot of your time and not give you the benefit you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. So even though it will give benefits, wait till you can truly, truly take advantage of those benefits. Absolutely. Because like I said, you know, having a podcast is a long-term game. Uh, as you said, it, there's, it's crazy the number of podcasts that have started and then never continued. And, you know, that doesn't benefit you. Uh, if you brought guests on and then you quit after five, like that doesn't benefit them. So you're much better off to wait and do it right than to try to rush into it because you think you're going to miss this opportunity. Because I'll tell you, podcasting is only growing. Like I... You know, I remember years ago when I started listening, I was like, oh my gosh, if I don't get in now, like it's never going to happen. And then we started our podcast later and even going to like, like looking at podcasting stats, so many people don't know about podcasts. Like it was funny. I was at a conference and they were showing, they were like talking to people on the street and they're like, you know, do you listen to podcasts? You know, do you know what they are? And all, all these people were saying no. And then they're like, you know, do you have a podcast app on your phone? And people were like, no. And the guy pulls out their phone and they had like six of them because people didn't realize they could listen to podcasts on Spotify, you know, or on all these different platforms. So even though you think you're missing the boat, I promise you, like we're still at the early stages of podcasting and you're better off to wait until it's the right time for you and go all in than to try to go all in at the wrong time because you think you're going to miss out and, you know, do it hap haphazardly. Yeah. And I know that... Pretty much, I would say, honestly, the number one, or at least in the top five biggest things to keep in mind when you have a podcast is consistency. Because I always think of it, it's like a, it's like a TV show. Um, and like, uh, I, I saw something on a website that was reminding me of Game of Thrones. You really like Game of Thrones? <laughs> Absolutely. I had a feeling. I have all the novels right up here, so I'm I right there it. with you. Um, but it's like, 
you know, let's Game of Thrones. It comes out. Uh, I don't. I don't. I, I just streamed it when I watched it. So let's just say it comes out every Friday at eight p.m. And then I don't know if that's the right date, but you know, so, Sunday yeah. at nine p.m. Eastern. Okay, Sunday at nine p.m. Eastern. <laughs> there it is. So and, and why do I know that, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, you sit down. You know, you sit down with your family or whatever. You're ready to watch it. And then it's just like, oh, sorry, uh, we, we couldn't get the episode out this week. Uh, check back later. It'll probably be back up next week. Yeah. What? I, I would not be happy. And yeah. it not just me, like Ariana would not be happy. Like there'd be angry letters going in. <laughs> yeah, no one would be happy about that. And just because it's not a hugely famous TV show doesn't mean a podcast is any different than that. If you say your episode is going out every Monday morning at 6 a.m., then that is when it has to go out. Otherwise bad things are going to, even though it doesn't feel like it, bad things are going to happen. Yeah, it's funny. Um, so a little bit of a tangent. I mentioned Pat Flynn earlier. So he just actually released a book called Superfans. And um, I remember sitting in a presentation he did a couple of years ago and he showed this email of, he has a, a podcast come out every week. And there was one week where there was like a technical issue and it didn't come out. And he gets this like angry email from a fan. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, Pat, it's Monday at 5 a.m. Where's my podcast? And the guy was like super angry. And then Pat shows the rest of the email and it's like, you know, oh, by the way, huge fan. So it goes <laughs> to show that when, when you have that consistency, people come to expect it. And that's how you're going to really increase your listeners. If they don't know when to expect it, they're not going to be checking in and they can't incorporate it into their routine. So like for our podcast, it comes out on Monday mornings because we know our audience is either on their way to work and it's going to be Monday motivation to get them through the week or they're starting they're They have their own business and it's a good way for them as they kick off their week to get, you know, a dose of our business and life kind of um, information. Yeah, exactly. So there's just a, a slight topic change from that is instead of, I know you, do you, you have, uh, you know, for the listeners that don't, don't know, you have guests, right? Do you have guests on your podcast? Yeah. So we, we've changed the format over time. Uh, we had guests for a while. A lot of this year was just solo with Ariana and I, mm -hmm. and we're actually starting to incorporate guests back in. So people, you know, we've talked a lot about building, you know, building listeners and having listeners possibly turn into sales and clients and whatnot. What about the podcasts guests themselves? I have found, you know, and as of this recording, I haven't even launched my podcast yet but I've been able to get business from the guests. And so Absolutely. what, what has your experience been with having guests versus not having guests and the benefits that that has given you? Yeah. So actually that's, um, that's one of my secret weapons is, you know, um, when I'm a guest on somebody else's show, I end up, I end up, um, having a lot of new clients come from that because think about it. <clears throat> they brought me on as an expert. Um, oftentimes what they say is like, we get done with the show and they're like, you know, I'm going to be honest, Tom, I was being uh, selfish because I was asking you all the questions that I had. And I'm like, great, because if you have them, your audience has them. But so I don't have to pitch them, right? I just spent 45 minutes demonstrating my expertise. And then something I do that, that I know most podcasters don't do at the end of the episode, I'm like, Hey, you know, Evan, you know, it's so great, you know, to be on your show today. Uh, we got a couple minutes here, you know, what are you working on? And let me see if I can help you out. So I give additional value by helping them out. And for the right people, they're then like, Hey, Tom, I, I love what you have going on. Like, how can I work with you? So when I'm a guest that ends up turning into clients in a lot of cases, but when we have guests on, um, 
whenever we pull a guest on, we always think, what is the, the reason we're pulling them on? Right. So in some cases, it might be a really big guest and we want them on our show because we want to be able to dive into their story from a different angle than most people have. Um, in another case, it might be we bring somebody on and we do a live coaching call. So we demonstrate our services so that that guest gets tremendous value and the audience gets to see what we do. And it's basically like a marketing and sales tool while providing value. Exactly. Um, in, in other cases, we might do an exchange. So we'll bring a guest onto our show to highlight their expertise and then they'll bring us onto their show to do the same thing. So I always tell people, think about what you want to get out of it. And there are so many benefits, um, you know, but most people don't take that extra step to say, what is the result I'm looking for from here? And let me make sure that I pull on the right guest and that I really structure like the interview to make sure that happens. Yeah, exactly. That's, there's a lot of value you can get from having a guest. And that's one of the things that was about podcasting is it's a combination of like of sales and marketing while providing a lot of value, which is one of the reasons I feel like podcasting works so well as a business tool is because like even you know, sometimes I think of it as, okay, a podcast is almost like a 45 minute, like a qualifying call, to see if a potential client would be a right fit. But mm. at the same time, it's not just that. I mean, honestly, the biggest part is, it's just, you know, providing value. Like, yeah, well, and here's the thing, like, um, if somebody reached out and said, hey, Tom, I would like to pick your brain for 45 minutes my answer would be, uh, no, I'm sorry. I don't have time for that. And, uh, that's what, you know, we, people pay for. Yeah. But if somebody reached out and said, Hey Tom, I'd like to invite you onto my podcast and get you in front of my audience of this many people, which one do you think has a better chance of getting a conversation with me? Even though both of them will have the same outcome. It's still 45 minutes of picking your brain. Exactly. But the second one is, I now am getting some value out of it because in the first scenario, and that's what a lot of people try to do. It's all you, you get to ask me a bunch of questions and I get really little value out of that. In the second one, you get to ask me all your questions still, but now I get value because I get to get in front of your audience and that potentially helps me. So that's the thing a lot of people don't realize is, you know, if you look at somebody you look up to or somebody you'd like to have a conversation with, try that first approach good luck. But if you have a podcast, now you have something to offer that person and you have a much higher percentage chance of being able to then talk to them. And something I've found as well, it, I feel like it's, at least for me, it's been a lot easier than I thought it would be to get guests on my show because you're not trying to sell them anything. You're not, like I said, you're not just straight up asking, can you talk with me for 45 minutes? Mm -hmm. You know, after never having met them or anything before, but if you invite someone on your podcast, you're giving them a space to just talk about themselves and what they do for like 45 minutes. So as an entrepreneur, um, I know I love doing that. You know, yeah. entrepreneurs love talking about themselves, I feel like, and their businesses. <laughs> and stuff. Absolutely. Well, and if you think about it, like if you do your research and if you're inviting guests on, go look at what they're doing and go back to the acronym what's in it for me? Like, so what's in it for them? So, uh, like for example, we've got a book coming out in a couple of months. So if someone was coming out and looking at me, they're like, Oh, I see Tom's got a book coming out. I can help Tom out by having him come onto my podcast. We'll do an interview and then he'll have a chance to talk about his book. So when you look for those opportunities, those are times when somebody is going to be a lot more open to being on a podcast. 
you know? So if you're looking at what do they have going on in their business and what can I do with my podcast to help them further their cause or further their current focus? I mean, that's going to make it just even easier for you to get somebody to come on your show. Especially if they're not at like Pat Flynn level, you know, where they are like Pat Flynn is, you know, pretty much everybody knows who Pat Flynn is if they're in the online entrepreneurship space. Yeah. There are so many other people with podcasts and who have businesses that are not at Pat Flynn's level and um, being invited on a podcast would be a big deal, especially for people who are just starting out or, or like that mid range that may not have ever had someone reach out and invite them on a podcast before, you know, that I know for a lot of people that would be exciting. Like you want, wait, you want me on your podcast? What? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, well, I feel special. So <laughs> then they get on the podcast and they're super pumped up and excited. So yeah, I, it, and, and I mean, the cool thing is it works with people at all levels because, you know, you can get some very big name people on the show as long as you're making it that win, win, win situation, you know, then to your point, you can also take somebody that maybe doesn't have that big of a following, but is going to provide really good value or is going to benefit you and them. And you make it a win, win there too. So there's just so many opportunities when you really think about, you know, how do I structure this so that everybody benefits? Yeah, exactly. And especially if you're just starting out, like you need someone to get on your first episode. Well, you don't have a podcast audience because it's your first episode and your podcast hasn't even launched yet. So Pat Flynn's not going to say yes to being your episode one when you haven't had a podcast before, but someone out there who's never been asked to be on a podcast before will. I mean, I had someone say yes to me and I have like 10 interviews done as as of this recording and I haven't even launched my podcast yet because the people that I've asked have been providing amazing value and they have podcasts by themselves but they're not quite at Pat Flynn's level yet. So they were excited to be on the show. Yeah. Well, and I want people to think about two things. One, you probably don't want Pat Flynn as your first interview because you're probably a terrible interviewer. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you want to be able to interview some other people and really hone your skills. So that way, when you invite somebody with a bigger name on, you can get the most out of it. Um, you know, the second thing is, Oftentimes when people get to a point where, you know, they're so well known or they've done, they're so far ahead of where your audience is, it can sometimes be difficult for them to connect with that. You know, like if you look at, I know we keep talking about Pat, there's many examples out there. Yeah. You look at some of these people who are really successful, they're at a very different level in their business and in their mindset. And sometimes your audience can't connect. So if you bring somebody on that maybe isn't as far along ahead, your audience might actually benefit a lot more. And um, sometimes even like the really well-known people, they say the same thing on every podcast interview. So, you know, if you're not really a good, if you're not a good interviewer and you can't pull something different out, your audience may be listening to the same interview on your show that they listened to on somebody else's show. And then it's not really that beneficial. So, you know, there's, um, I read this in a book years ago, like delay the main stage, you know, as much as we all want to get like our first thing to be really, really big, there's a lot of benefit to starting small and allowing you to kind of work through any of those kinks and stuff before you then kind of level up and start speaking on bigger stages or bringing bigger guests on your show. Yeah. And I've, uh, so, you know, John Lee Dumas too, right? He's another Mm -hmm. big name podcaster. I've had multiple of my clients um, who have had John Lee Dumas on their shows and I listen to the episode and sometimes I'll think to myself, I'll be like, after they ask him like, what, like what have been your struggles or whatever, you know, I'll think to myself, 
I wonder how many times John Lee Dumas <laughs> has talked about like his journey to this point on podcasts. So you have to be able to be at a point where like, that's a really interesting point. Like if you have, let's just say you have John Lee Dumas on your show, well, how are you going to get something out of him that no one else has before? Yep. It's not going to be what have been your struggles. It's not going to be, well, how, have, how did you build your podcast? No, it has to be something new and something unique. Absolutely. And, and I love the fact that you brought John up. So I'll give you a prime example of that. So when we brought John on our show, we were asking, what's the unique angle that we can bring? So we actually brought John and Kate on the show and started talking about, okay, you guys work together in this. And this was something John started and Kate came in. Let's talk about how you guys are able to work together in the business and be in a relationship. So we actually, that was actually an angle we took. We did a special series on our podcast called Couples and Entrepreneurship. And we brought all these, these entrepreneurs in, like, I mean, we had some big name people like Amy Porterfield and whatever else. And the, the angle we took was let's bring you and your spouse on and talk about what it really looks like to build a successful business while building a successful relationship. So when you find that angle, that's different one people like that, that guest enjoys it so much more because they're not repeating the same story over and over again. And two, your audience now gets something different that they didn't get from any of the other shows they listened to with that person on there. Yeah, no, that is very interesting because something else I noticed, I was listening to John Lee Dumas talk and I think to myself, I have a feeling at this point, what he's saying is it's not a script, but in his brain is probably like he has a script memorized because everyone's asking the same thing. But if, yep. if you bring his wife on, that's like, oh, well, I've never had someone do that before. And mm -hmm. as, a, as a listener, you'll probably be able to tell. And like, I know my mom, Mary Catherine Johnson, uh, she used to have a podcast called Parent Entrepreneur Power. Um, she's not, it's not, uh, new episodes aren't coming out anymore, but I remember she did a series one time. It was, uh, she invited people's kids on the show. Cause the whole thing was like being a parent and entrepreneur. So she had them interview their kids and then send in the recording. And so that's something that like, I don't think anyone else, that's just another example, but there yeah. are unique angles that you can find for sure for anyone, any of those big name people. Yeah. Well, another thing here too, uh, this is a tip that I got from uh, Michael O'Neill from the Solopreneur Hour. And um, basically he said, you know, if you look at really good like TV hosts or whatever, what they do is when they introduce their guest, they, they pump them up and they explain all the things that the guests have done. And what Michael said is that what you actually want to do is you want to introduce and talk about all those things they're used to talking about. So that way, when you bring them on the show, all of that ammunition they had is gone. And now you can talk about all the other stuff. And the second he said that, I was like, you know, that's so powerful because if you look at like, I think the example he used was like Jimmy Fallon. He had some examples of Jimmy introducing guests on and he's like, you know, and here comes Dave Chappelle that, you know, had this show and had this show and has this new thing coming out. All that stuff's now already aside. So now Jimmy can dive into like that unique angle on it. And, um, you know, that's, I think the other thing too, is there's a lot of really good people out there. So you can study people in podcasting, but also people in other mediums like television to figure out how you can become the best host and the best interviewer. Oh yeah. And that's something that I do is I like to record like a little intro for guests, like outside of the interview and have that play, like, you know, splice that in and have that play before the interview. So that way I don't have to be like, so what's your story or so, so what's your podcast about? Like that's, I already talked about that in another recording. So then you can just jump into your unique angle and your unique questions. I feel like that, that could be another idea as well. 
Yeah, well, in, in like it was funny because I, I recently switched even my bio because when I used to send my bio in for interviews, it was like, well, Tom is this and Tom did this. And like, to be honest, it was really boring and it was really long. And uh, once I saw that tip, I was like, you know, let me change it. Let me shorten it. Hey, my next guest had set a goal to retire by 35. And guess what? His wife was not on board. Fast <laughs> forward, you know, they've been able to build three businesses, you know, leave their jobs. And now they're able to build their ideal lifestyle. By the way, they have an upcoming book introducing Tom Sylvester. And it's like, one, it does a much better job of getting the audience engaged. Two, it summarizes my story much smaller and in a more effective way. And then three, when we come in, now that host is like, I already took care of all that stuff. Let's dive into the good stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And you've gotten them all pumped up. Like, yeah, I did all that stuff. That's super cool. But then they, they don't, they're not going to like talk about it for the whole time because you already did. And you know, it, so and then that's that and that's a good segue into what the actual interview is going to be about yeah absolutely so as we kind of wind down the podcast uh, i like to end with asking uh for those listeners out there who are unsure about whether or not a podcast is right for them or their business um what would you say to them yeah i'd say test it out by starting to be a guest on other people's podcasts. Uh, it's going to give you a really good feel for the podcasting environment. Um, even for example, like uh, getting the right equipment. So we use this microphone ATR 2100. It's like 70 bucks. And that way, this is all you need to get started. You can buy this, you can be a guest on somebody else's show, and you can do a couple of these and figure out is this something that I would enjoy doing? Is this something that is beneficial uh, before you then go on and try to do it yourself? So start with guest podcasting. And then if you think this is something I want to do, I want to start my own show, really make sure that it's the right time in your business. And you know how the investment you make into creating your own show is going to return to you um, either financially or whatever you're trying to get out of it. That is incredible. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, so thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I think that people are going to get a lot of value from this episode. So thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. It's been uh, a great discussion. And as you guys can tell, like I love podcasting. So definitely a huge proponent. You guys should definitely get involved. Um, like I said, just make sure you're being smart about it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the path to podcast success. Make sure to head over to ipodcastedit.com to check out the show notes and get each episode of the show delivered right to your inbox. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever audio service you use. If you want to continue the conversation or you have a topic you'd like me to discuss on a future episode of the show, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you again for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next episode as we continue down the path to podcast success.